0: Uh, connecting with us here as we start this series on prayer. We're calling this series for this New Year series, Prayer Works. Prayer Works. And I was tempted to put a question mark on the end of that. Uh, In all honesty, sometimes we we have to say, does prayer work? Does does it really work? And don't get me wrong, I I don't want to act unspiritually saying, man, the pastor's questioning prayer. But let's call the elephant in the room for what it is sometimes. Does it work sometimes? At least in the way that we want prayer to work? Don't get me wrong. I've seen God answer prayer. I've been in places and I've seen someone be prayed for. They're in a wheelchair one week and they're prayed for during the week and they show up not in a wheelchair any longer. I've seen in a church before where someone was praying and they were up on a, on the an altar and someone prayed for them and they had back pain and everything and they were so moved by it they did a backflip off the platform on there and the guy was fine it was like it was like a ten it was an Olympic event like I did it you know like what in the world is going on I've seen God do the miraculous and, and how many would say you're in this room and it's like God has answered prayer in your life in a miraculous way. Wow, come on. Now, I needed that today. I needed that kind of faith. That's what faith does. And if you were watching online, you'd see that there was a lot of hands that went up. In fact, you might be online going, man, my hand's up too. You can let Josh, Josh is in the chat, let him Let him know that there's prayer work. So I'm not questioning that. But I'm wondering sometimes, as God has done the miraculous, he doesn't answer prayer every way that we want him to answer it. Have you noticed that as well? You know, I. I, this week, I, prayed, prayed with someone that, well, I prayed with them and they died. You know, and they're thinking, well, they're up in years and everything. Well, I prayed with people that are at the deathbed at 18 years old and they've died or eight years old. I mean, you're just going, God, well, I don't understand it. Why? And, and I, I think you and I are learning a little bit. I think those in the room here and those online, and, and maybe you're, if you're new in your faith, you might need to know this, is that that prayer is in an Amazon wish list. You know, I have, I had, I had we had Christmas and then we had my birthdays right afterwards. And so whatever I don't get for Christmas, I always kind of bump it into my my birthday list. And so I had the Amazon wish list for birthday and Christmas on there. Well, you know what? I didn't get everything I wanted on that list. Wow. You know. <laughs> of course, it, and you know, God, God doesn't do that. God, we know that, right? We have we're mature enough to know that, but there is times. It's like God, why? Why are you continuing to do what you're doing? And we, we go on over and over. It's like, and really, though, it comes down to this doesn't really work. I mean, you know, it's not, listen, we're, none of us, are. I'm sure, would say, oh, I prayer less, so we don't pray. If you, if you don't, you know, I'm sure, but do you, well, you, 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 pr- you, pr- you could pray more. And is is it an amount of prayer I pray? Do I need to have more faith in something? Is there is there a, a methods or things I say? All this kind of ties in with our our lives sometimes. And and yet you know, as we're going to do this short little series here. We're, by the way, we're going to be doing this prayer work series. And then we're going to be jumping in the book of Acts and in this series called the, Un- the Unstoppable. Uh, it's called Unstoppable, and I'm excited about that. But I think, man, to start 2022, let's get around prayer. If we ever need to get around prayer, but I want to go, I want to go a little bit deeper. I want to get some dimensions of prayer I need to understand. But we're not going to get it in four to six weeks in a series. It, but I would offer some opportunities. I will offer some practices to help us grow in the dimensions of prayer. But I'm so glad that in our that we have a prayer book, we have a prayer guide, it's the Bible. The Bible has, is filled with so many helpful things to help us know how to pray. So this is an ominous topic, we're not going to cover it all, but at least get us in a direction going. So where do you start when you do a prayer series at the beginning of a year? Well, I had to just back away and going, well, I just want to keep it as basic as possible, and I just realized this, is wise people do this, rather than talk first, they listen first. Wise people do this. Wise, wise people say, I'm just going to listen. If there's anything we can offer in a starting off in a prayer series of prayer works, it starts with us learning to listen in prayer. Learning to listen in prayer. That's what I want to talk about here as we start this today. Now, last week was great. Last week was fantastic. Larry, I call him the, the Pete Carroll CTK. Because uh, he just comes with energy. And that was a great message, Larry, last week. It just got me going out of the holidays, you know, just laziness. And I'm like, man, I just need to get in gear. And man, just a beautiful, beautiful message on Colossians. And we had a wonderful t- full team on, on the platform here with worship. And, and uh, our, Christy and I drove away. And, you know, our kids had already gone back. One gone back to college. Other, our son went back where he lives. And, and so it was just the two of us. And we were just reminiscing as we were going to lunch. We drove out, and it was, it was actually a nice day like this. And we drove out to Simeon, the, the cafe out there, the golf course, and we have our little table there we go, and there's a fireplace, and man, there wasn't really anybody in there. And we just had this quiet time together, and it was a wonderful, reflective time of the holiday craziness. And we are just talking about, like, what God had done this last year and what we are looking for in the new year. But it was really just a neat little time reflecting on the message. And, and so we were, we were driving... Back and going down Simeon Drive, and then just before you get to Shintaf, where you look to the left, and there's a, a pickup black pickup truck that's parked along the guardrail. And I didn't notice at the time, but Chrissy noticed that the guardrail had, it it he'd hit the someone had hit the guardrail, and and she goes as soon as she says, "Do well, you think we need to turn around and you know you need to go help? Maybe they need help." I hear a honk on the on the horn, and I, and I we swung around and you did a Uee and came back and faced this pickup, and so I got out. And I went up into the cab of this pickup, and I look in the cab, and there's a guy convulsing. And and so I open the door, and he's continuing. I'm trying to get a, kind of his attention, I, and really did not know what to do. His foot is still on the gas pedal. It's in it's in drive. So I put it in. I put it in park. I push my foot on the the, the parking brake. Uh, it's not real stable in the ground because we've had a lot of you know moisture and in the, in the you know and everything. And so I was just I, I was having to what do I do and assess and and so I immediately did this to her on the hey call 911 and we get 911 on the, and and I'm. And, and, the, and the first thing the lady said, so just you calm down. <laughs> like, I'm going to be panic attack if it happens. And she goes, most likely he's having a seizure or a stroke. And so she, her voice was really important for me. And she goes, she had a calm voice. Sir, just listen, help us on the way. Let me walk you through. I want you to check how, how is his breathing? Does he have any medical tags? What What is the condition? What does he look like? What's going on? And she walked me through each of the steps. And there really wasn't anything I can do. He he stopped seizing and then kind of Went to sleep and then kind of woke up and we're trying to get his attention, but we just make sure he stays in his seatbelt and help us on the way. And finally, help did come. One of our friends, Burr McPhail, was there. He's a fire guy and he 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 says, "Hey, we got you covered. Thanks for stop and thanks for being there." And and uh, and Christy, she's like, "Well, we just we were having a quiet lunch." And, we, and he goes, "Well, I hope you had a good lunch." And we, we and we drove away. And I, and I was just thinking about that when it comes to prayer, when it comes to the moments. What, what do we do? Well, we when emergency we call 911. But what we do? We call we call on God in prayer. And we, there's a moments and times. And the, one of the things that we need to know, and we start off on everything that we're doing, is we want to make sure that we're hearing God's voice before we start talking along and saying everything we want to God. God's like, you know what? Let's start with me. Why don't we listen? To that voice. Well, here's the difficulty with hearing God's voice. We live in a very, very loud world. We are just there is so much. We it's called the information age, and it feels like it's a disinformation age because more information. I don't know why it's not been very helpful, right? I used to as a kid. I'm old enough to remember Walter Cronkite or you know Dan Rather or somebody you get on the news and you're just watching the news and you're like that's the news and that's what it is and that's. I believe it, and that's what it is. They're saying their statistic now is that Gallup poll put out 36% of Americans actually believe the news. 36%. What does that tell you? More information is not helpful because you have to discern between misinformation and the real information. So we are skeptical every step of the way. And we live in this world. We live in this loud, loud world. And these voices, if it's not on Twitter and it's not on, uh, I don't know if too many in the room do TikTok, but uh, students do, you know, Facebook, right? All these different messages and things. And, hey, I, I'm glad we have those news sources because, you know, we want to know what's going on in our community and all the, 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 the storm surges and everything, we're praying for people and help. I think there's some good things to know, to be in the know what's going on in our community, but sometimes we can know too much, or stuff we really don't need to know. And it and it affects these voices that come in. And we have voices all the time that are clamoring for our attention. But also there's the voices in our own heart and our own mind. And many of those voices can be, well, they can to be pretty negative in our in our life. Let me ask this question this morning. What voices are you hearing? What voices are you hearing? Are you hearing the voice that we need? Because really what it is, is at the end of the day, is is if we're going to move into anything in life and what we're doing, we really need to hear that one voice. You know, when I was listening to the 911 person, she was fantastic, by the way. She was just guiding me through this. I had a lot of, like, I, I felt like I was hearing my own heart. I was hearing that over her voice, and I had to actually take some breathing, calm down, and listen to what she's telling me because I had to trust in that voice, and I thought, well, she isn't here. How does she know? It's like, oh, she knows. She, she's understanding. I mean, she even says, you're next to, you know, the road, to, to after, Okay, you know where I'm at. You actually, wow, that's great. You know, it's, technology is awesome. And she, she, she's been in situations. She understands. And so she says, describe what's going on. And as I shared with her, she was able to inform me and help me. But I had to believe and trust in that voice. Let me, let me just give you this thought today. We follow the voice we trust the most. When it it comes to our lives, whenever we're moving forward or anything, we will trust in the voice, right? Or we follow the voice that we trust the most. And it's difficulty, though, because there's a lot of distrust in our world. There's a lot of information. And again, more more, more information we need that we're able to say, no, I, I need to hear. And that's why I'm so grateful for God. Gave us this prayer book, the Bible, to help us and guide us toward what we need to know. But we follow the voice we do trust the most. When our daughter's in college now, when she was little, we'd be out in the playground and park and, and you know, Kids, they always love our kids too. That you know, she love it like, "Daddy, catch me!" You know, so she'd be up high and then, okay, you know, and 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 then a, f- a few times she's so trusting when she was little. Sometimes I would, I had my back turned one time and she just like jumped on my back, you know, like, "Honey." Did you, you, you need to kind of like, when I'm looking at you, that's when you jumped. Because then she, she kind of, she jumped on my back, and then she kind of like fell down on the ground. And, and then, you know, next time we're out there, okay, honey, I'm ready. She goes, I don't trust you. I'm not going to, you didn't catch me last time. I know. Well, we got to reestablish some trust in our relationship here. And I think the same thing in our world of skepticism and everything. God's there saying, I want to catch you. I'm, I'm here for you. Listen to my voice. I'm I'm there. And yet, there's been people in our lives that haven't caught us. Maybe your own lives, where we there's been opposite. It, we've been, had experienced neglect and abuse and abandonment. And there's so many trust issues that we struggle through in our lives. And and yet, God is the one that comes to us and says, "You can trust me." And how do we trust God? Well, God's given us this word but he also gave himself to us. Christmas is what we've been celebrating all Christmas, that God is with us. He came in this very self so that we can build this relationship. And the relationship is what happens. See, Jesus came. It was a brilliant, brilliant idea God had is, you know what, the best way to reveal myself is to come as a human being. And Jesus came and walked on this earth, and he came and related with us. You think of how the disciples and built relationship with Jesus. It was a over a long period of time, and they began to understand Jesus's way. Jesus says, Come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they, the Bible says the disciples they left their fishing nets immediately and started following. Well, they didn't know exactly what was going to happen. Well, there's this trust in this voice enough to follow. And they began to continue to follow, and they built trust and relationship, and God began to use them in miraculous ways through all they were doing, and, and yet they were tuned into the voice. Well, they they, they know this is that, that that voice that tuned in. There was a lot of other voices around the, the 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 culture at the time too. They they didn't have social media, but there was religious leaders, and there was different uh, Roman government and in oppression going on and there was all this cultural voices that were happening in fact jesus leads them and and, and gives them even as we study through the book of john in the fall and uh, the fall all these different metaphors of jesus that he's the light of the world that he's the way that and one of those ways that jesus expresses himself is that he's the good shepherd and and i love what it says in john 10 at the end of John 10 it says he says my my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me man that we could we could we're gonna make prayer work if prayer's gonna work we've got to first tune in to that voice what does that sound like what does Jesus voice as a shepherd sound like well it's interesting in, in John 9 if you're reading the context there Jesus heals a guy And and there's a bunch of people that didn't like it. These religious Pharisees did not like that. Can you imagine? Here he heals somebody, and they're like, well, you're doing it on the wrong day. You're doing it on the Sabbath. You shouldn't be doing that. And they're all about rules and following. And it's interesting how Jesus, he could have said, you guys are idiots. Like, what are you talking about? You're missing it. And yet Jesus says to really them, but really to his disciples, say, listen, let me reveal who I really am to you. And he gives this great metaphor that he's this great shepherd. And, and so what I want to do is, what does that voice sound like? What is the voice of our shepherd? If we're going to trust in that voice, if we're going to put effort into prayer, because we ask the question, does prayer really work? Well, there's actually a little bit of work to, to prayer. There's, there's a work. If we're really going to put the work into prayer, and what it really matters and does it make a difference? We first got to be able to understand and listen to the one we're praying to, to hear what he's saying, and to, to follow that voice that we can trust the most. And so, as our good shepherd, I put some notes there in there for you today, you can follow along, is what does the voice of God really sound like? When we're looking in John 10, we find there's some helpful things. The first is this, is that it's, it's a voice that's honest. It's someone who is upfront. Beginning in John 10, verse 1, it says, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over to the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a, 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 a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So you got to picture this, this gated area. So they're out on the fields and now they got to bring the sheep into the pen. And there actually was, at times they would hire somebody. They would get them all in the pen and they would hire someone to lay across the sheep gate to protect the sheep from wolves coming in or robbers coming and stealing sheep. And so that's this metaphor that Jesus calls, but he says he, he, they recognize they recognize my voice as a shepherd and coming along and, and protecting them. So when he says there is there is other like uh, you know someone who's climbing the fence, they're not loud in there. That, that's, that's the robber that's, that's the, the predator that's, that's coming in and I, I think of that picture a little bit is that at times where we're trying to hear the voice of our shepherd and we're trying to be in the safety of where he has us but we got our sin there is predators out there and we'll talk in a moment about our enemy but I also want to recognize that, that there is voices out there that sometimes claim to be the voice of God that are really not the voice of God We've got to be discerning to know that voice. But one thing we can know about the voice of God, that it's honest and it's upfront. Now, some people would argue going, I don't know. It seems like if God really speaks to us, why does he make it a little bit clearer? It just seems a little bit complicated at times. It seems a little bit, well, here's a couple of thoughts I have about is, one is you're not God and God's God okay so keep that in mind so you're like you're receiving your little you and i have this little brain and little little you know ways of hearing so we're hearing things the way we're hearing it and god's much bigger than that so we got to keep that in mind if god's doing something speaking it's beyond us so it's if, if we could understand it all then we would be god ourselves right so keep that in mind but the other thing is that god has already revealed himself to us the best way he could incarnate in christ so He's already done that work. He's already spoken to us. The Bible says in Hebrews, it says you know, that, that God spoke through the prophets in different ways all through history, but now in the last days, God has spoken through His Son. And so we've got to be careful to make sure when we hear the God's voice that, it, that it's upfront, that it's, it's honest, and it's really this. It lines up with Scripture. When someone says, well, God told me this, Okay, well, let's weigh that with what the Bible says. Several years ago, I remember a lady standing up here in front, and she wanted some prayer. And she says, "Well, you know," how, I said, "How, how you doing?" I, she says, "Well, I really feel like God is telling me to leave my husband. Um, I, I met—this uh, is when Facebook started. out. I, I just reconnected my, with a with a high school uh, boyfriend, and uh, and we're we're soulmates. And God's really wanting me to leave." I said. Well, that sounds really good in a Nicholas Sparks novel. Um, but that's not God. I'm sorry. That's not, that's not, the Bible makes it very clear about what divorce looks like and what marriage commitment looks like. And it was, it was one of those moments, and I, I probably said it a little bit less tongue-in-cheek that I say it to you now, but I'm like, it, it, you, we need to go to the Bible. That is where we hear in the voice of God. And I tell you this, is what I've learned is that God's voice is not controlling and manipulative. You know, sometimes people will come along and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll say, well, you know, you know, God told me this. And it's almost they're playing like we're playing a card game and they threw down the, the, the joker going, well, if God told you, I can't beat that hand. That's, you know, it has to line up. God, God isn't, God is, 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 is persistent, but he's not pushing and controlling and so we've got to make sure that we, when we are trying to listen to the voice of God, and it doesn't mean that we can't have other people's opinions and thoughts. And it, 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 the church community, as we're speaking to one, especially when we're making really big decisions, like, well, God, you know, you need to weigh that out with the, with the community of the church and the people around you. But it goes back to God's word, and it's, it's honest. That the voice of Jesus as our good shepherd is honest. The second thing is this, the, the voice of Jesus is familiar. It's someone who really knows you. It's someone who really does know you. Uh, if you're over 40 here, you might remember the day when we would we'd pick up, the, when the phone rang, we'd pick it up, and we're like, it was like Russian roulette. We had no idea who was on the other line. Right, it could have been your grandma or vacuum salesman on the other end. Like you're like, hello, <laughs> you know, like what are you know, Nowadays, you know, we got caller ID, and we know exactly where they're coming from, and and uh, I don't know why it always says a person's calling from Everson. You know, that must be the, the satellite over there. They're from Everson, uh, but but we kind of recognize numbers. We have got them plugged in, and I tell you this: what, what, when you someone on the other line, they say you know, like, hello, you, you're like, hi, it's me. Oh, hey. You, you, and, and you know who it is. You, you recognize the voice. And can I tell you, to know and hear the, in a relationship, uh, to trust that voice, is this voice is familiar. And, and, and Jesus says, hello, it's me. I'm here. What he says in John 10 here, he says, the gate, gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the she- sheep recognize his voice and come to him he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out and after he gathered his own flock he walks ahead of them then he follow they follow him because they know his voice they don't follow a stranger they will run from him because they don't know his voice now you know it's kind of neat how Jesus you know he's the shepherd we're the sheep isn't that cute well, I don't know if you've been around sheep much, the brains are really small so you can be very insulted you're called a sheep because sheep are followers, right? You know, you, you've probably heard this before, you know, one sheep was walking off a edge, you know, the other ones will just follow okay, we're going with you. It's it's dumb sheep, right? We've heard that before but Jesus makes this clear he says it's this picture, he goes, you know imagine just in the fields of flocks of sheep and you know, sometimes, you know if we're, there's five shepherds, there's some of those sheep kind of mingle together, and and they're all over. And then pretty soon, it's time to bring all the sheep in. And so the shepherd will call his sheep. Another shepherd will call his sheep. They, you can go, hey sheep, hey sheep. They recognize the voice of their shepherd. If you put your dog off the leash, right? Someone calls your dog's name, they're probably not going to respond. You as the master, they're going to they're going to respond to you. It's the same way. And so we have to learn to tune in. To the shepherd's voice. Well, how do you how do you do that? Well, how do you how do you make the, the voice of Jesus familiar to you? Well, it's relationship, right? It's just like the phone. You know when you call our ID when someone you know, it's this familiarity. How do you get familiar with the voice of Jesus? Well, it's practice. It's it's spending time and tuning away, pushing away everything else and all the distractions, and to be able to listen To his voice, if there's ever a time in our life to hear the voice of Jesus, is now and to to create space. In fact, here's this our spiritual practice this week is to create a a place and space to listen. And we want to offer here in these next couple of weeks some tools. And in your program, if you're here in person, online. Josh can help you. He's online there with you. He can direct you to it. Uh, we have these bookmarks, and so if you don't mind, they're in your program. If, if one of them is in your program, there might be the program next to you, but I encourage you to take this with you, and it's just a little bookmark. It's called The Meeting Place, and you go through this, and it might be a little bit different. You're going, this is kind of a fantasy world I'm, I'm doing here, but what it's set, what it's doing is creating a setting in which you are just like you would meet up with a friend for coffee or lunch, that you would find time with the Lord, that you would sit down with them, just like you're sitting down with someone else, you're so you're figuring out a time and a place, and you're you're creating this environment, because here, Lord will meet you in any environment, but you this is this is for you to say, I'm gonna spend some time in this place. And you could, you know, it's a little different. You could describe how old you are or whatever. I don't know. That's a little different. But if, if God was to meet you there, how would you, how would he come to you? What form would you want him to take? You know, would you want him? Like, I want you, I, I really, you know, reveal yourself as a father. But Lord, reveal yourself as a as a as a as a, it says a lion or a lamb or just description. And then as you draw near him, what expression would you have on his face? What is he communicating with you? So you go through this exercise a little bit. Again, I know it's a little bit different. You're like, oh, this is kind of I've never done this before. Well, try something different. And put yourself in this environment. Take some time. Say, Lord, I just want to be in a place that I want to hear your voice. Now I've learned about this and hearing God's voice is that sometimes there's moments where I've been where uh, I've been in like places where God was really showing up I've been to conferences and places in church where man everybody's just being touched and 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 I remember one time I say Lord I'm here I'm in this middle of this place and God speak to me I remember Lord speaking to me was oh now you want me to speak to you now that I'm on your, and God was reminding me, I don't, work on, I don't work on your terms, I work on my terms. But I do recognize this, is that God, if we create, create some space for that, and, 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 and pattern of doing that, there's going to be some moments that might surprise you. There are some moments that God would reveal to you. And he has this promise. He says, you know, come near to me, and I'll come near to you. you know, just holding those promises that, that Lord will do that. And pretty soon, you become familiar with God's voice, and all the noises and everything out there. Another thing to learn about the voice of God is this, is our good shepherd, is that God, it, the voice is good. It's good. It's, it's someone who wants what is best for you. Great scripture is always John 10.10 10, that Jesus says, the, thief, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Maybe in your translation, uh, abundant life. And I tell you, we're going to mention the devil. The devil does come as a thief to kill, steal, and destroy. But he doesn't. He, does, he ultimately is going to want to do that. But he doesn't show up that way. He shows up a little bit slicker and a little bit smoother, doesn't he? He has a way about him that that sometimes, many times, well, all the time is filled with empty promises. You know, temptation is always a choice of us listening to that voice now if you ever haven't experienced temptation just go on a diet okay just start you're like i gotta eat healthy and my body and those lately my body like each day now is i'm like, like it's going where's the chocolate that's what my body's telling me right now where's the why is chocolate not showing up on the menu anymore here dan but we have a, a choice in the voice. God's creating us and 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 loves us and he you know, you think about the garden where they God says you can eat from anything just not that one place, that one tree. And yet the devil comes along, right? And, and says, "Did God really say you must not eat from that fruit, and any and, and any from any of the trees?" Well, he, he comes as a liar already because God had said to him, "Like you can have any of them, but not this one." And then and it's almost the devil's coming along. He goes, "You can't have this fruit. No fun. God's not fun. Fruit has fun." No fun with God. God doesn't really, I mean, really, what is he saying? He, he's, under, he's cutting the legs of God's voice saying, he really doesn't care about you. He really doesn't love you. He really isn't good. And that's the temptation the devil comes. It's not the, what it is. is enticing to us as much as that fruit, the Bible says, was enticing to them. They wanted to eat it. It was he's, under, he's undercutting God's goodness, and it weakens us. In fact, it even it even reveals that that even downplays the consequences. And Genesis says, "You won't die." The serpent replied, replied to the woman, "God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil." What God's saying to you is he 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 just doesn't want you to have the good. He doesn't want you to be like him. He doesn't want all the things. He's he's actually holding back from you. Well, really, what you want, what you really truly want. Sin wins when we choose the wrong voice. And we 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 don't understand that. Why do people do that? It's it's like, why does someone stay in an abusive relationship? Well, we've counseled people. We my wife and I have of, of ladies, especially they are in abusive relationships and they continue to go back. And, and they, you know, they went through this abuse, and then and then the guy comes back. It's like Bachelor on the Rose, say, baby, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry i wish i you know i'll never do that again that's what the devil does doesn't he all the time we get burned no god's god's character he's a good shepherd wants the best for us his best is different than what we think is best and that's why we have to tune into his voice for that finally is this the voice, if you're gonna listen, you want to hear God's voice. It it, it, it it's gonna be a voice of love. Love is someone who would die for you. What does God's voice sound like? It sounds like love. It sounds like self-giving, self-giving, self-sacrificing love. Listen to what it says in verse 16 again. He says, I am, Jesus says, the good shepherd, the good shepherd shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep a hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming he will abandon the sheep because he doesn't they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock the hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep i am the good shepherd i know my own sheep and they know me Just as my Father knows me, I know the Father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too. They're not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice. And there will be one flock with one shepherd. That's it. That's God's voice speaking to us. And and saying, listen, I not only come to you and care for you, but I actually, at the end of the day, when all hits you, I am going to protect you. It's interesting, this contrast between hired hand and shepherd. And you kind of already get understanding what that was is like hey when things get really really rough the the hired hands going I'm out. <laughs> I don't have to, I don't have to put up with it. I don't get paid enough to do this. And 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 that happens in our life. And we have a lot of hired hands in our life sometimes where people we call them fair weather friends, right? Like well, it's really difficult for you. I'll be praying for you over here and I hope it works out for you. Hopefully you don't have fair-weather friends and we're not a fair-weather friend. But Jesus, the Bible says, he's closer than a brother, right? He he said, I'm your friend. I will lay down my life for you. I think it's just, it's a beautiful picture that the shepherd would eventually become the sheep. The shepherd would become the lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. That Jesus will lay down his life to protect us and to care for us. That is love for us. I want to invite Chris to come as we wrap up. That voice is that's speaking to us, it's not just telling us and assuring us, but has proven himself to us. It is a voice that we can trust. Listen, we follow the voice that we trust the most. Jesus did it all. He provided it all. He laid down his life for us that we can trust in him. Are you listening to that voice? Let me ask as we go to prayer, how will you hear the voice of God speak to you this week? How will you do that? Not what will you do. It will happen. You will be able to if you spend time in some way, somehow. If it's not saying, Oh, awesome. I night, you know, God spoke to me in this audible voice and I heard it or I felt it. Those are moments like that. I've experienced that. But you got God's word. It's already spoken. He's already revealed himself. The last days, the Bible says God revealed himself through his son, Jesus. So you have it already. What is God saying to you? Write that down. Think about that. Meditate upon it. And then you begin to lay it out in your life. Hey, Kostina, we, we spent each day in devotional time together, and it's been awesome, and we were just a couple days, I guess maybe it was day after, a couple days after, she was contemplating that experience that we had with this gentleman, and if, if anyone knows that, if, if of a guy in Semiamo that this happened to, and you know that guy, can you let me know how he is? I'd love to hear how, I, how, I, how it turned out, but we were, we were talking like, why us? Like, we're just driving along, and had this quiet lunch, and and, and, and I think you said this was that, Chrissy, you said that God was just saying to, uh, to her was like, I just want to see if you'd be obedient to my voice. And I think that opportunities that, yeah, we could have kept going. In fact, we had a friend that pulled up right behind us and he goes, honestly, if you guys didn't stop, I would have kept on driving. I didn't even notice, that it was, is anybody in, in trouble? And it has nothing to do with us, how great we are, because I bet I probably driven by a lot of things that didn't respond to but there was a moment in time. Are we being sensitive enough to listen to that voice, that moment, not only to be a one to rescue, but that voice that wants to rescue us, to speak to us. What is, what is, are you hearing that voice? And what we're gonna do here for a moment. I encourage you to do that this week. Set some time this week. Find some find some place this week. I mean, even today, thank the Lord for a calm day. You know, Thank you, Lord, for sunshine. And maybe we'll get above freezing today, Lord. Thank you for that. And so it might be a moment where you're looking out toward the mountain or the water or somewhere and just take a moment with the Lord this week. But what if we took a moment right now? What if we practice together to listen? Let me just have Chris here. He's just gonna... Just take a moment, and I want to encourage you to do this. Say, like Samuel prayed, Lord, I'm here. Speak to me as, as your servant, Lord. Reveal to me what it might be. So, we're just going to take a couple minutes, and then I'm going to close this in prayer. Let's do that together. Here, I invite you just to close your eyes and maybe even right now. I've interrupted a conversation that you're having with the Lord that He's been speaking to you. I encourage you to continue that conversation this week. the fact, might be good before you leave to write it down, record it in your phone be a sentence, it might be a paragraph, it might be just one word to go back to. But what we're doing is just practicing the presence of God, practicing the, hearing the voice of God. It's not something we manufacture, it's not something we even try to manipulate God. We can't do that, we we know that already. he's He's not voice command, he's not on demand, but he's available. Wanting to hear us, just like a father and a mother wants to hear their child. But also, He's the one that wants to speak to us. Yes, give us wisdom. Yes, give us direction. Yes, answer prayer that we have in our hearts to fulfill desires. But more than anything, He just wants us just wants to be with us, created us for a relationship. So even in the, out of that relationship, that we become more aware of His voice. It's easy with acoustical guitar playing quietly in a moment in church, but that same voice, He wants to speak to us when we're driving, or we're at work, or we're on a computer, conversation with somebody, our own voice, the own, our own voice in our own head, he wants to be louder than all of that and clearer than all of that. But if anything the Lord's saying to us today is that it's through relationship that you will hear me. If you're here today or you're watching online and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, it starts with prayer. It starts with this confession and it, Jesus is Lord and to believe that God raised Christ from the dead, that you're saved and it's in that point that we enter a relationship a lifelong, eternal relationship with him and it's out of that relationship that we, that we can hear wow Lord, thank you as simple as, as, as this is we know the challenge that we face each and every day and every moment. And Lord, I know for my own life that I could turn off every device. I could silence a room and yet I still hear a lot of chatter. I hear a lot of distortion, distractions. So Lord, by your grace, may we cultivate this opportunity, create this space, curate this, these places and moments that we can have this week to hear your voice, Lord. And Lord, as we hear you, Lord, may we not only have the sensitivity to hear it, but Lord, as we look at next week, oh boy, may we have the courage to respond. To it when you know when you truly are speaking so go with us may we or just be encouraged but lord you're you are the good shepherd that's honest and true and good and loving and then ultimate jesus it's a voice that we can trust the most because you laid it all out for us the shepherd became the lamb of god lamb to die for us lord that's ultimate trust and all that you've proven to us lord that god we would be a voice for others that they can trust just like you model to us this week lord god we thank you for all that you're doing and all that you will do we love you in jesus name amen